Newsbreak Podcast. Dr. Nesta B.J. Joseph is a beacon of inspiration and encouragement to thousands of learners who walked through her classroom doors in her 40 years as an educator. She pioneered her humble beginnings at Chatsworth. Actually, I didn't believe that I would even finish schooling because we didn't have the financial means for it. And so my dad, being a very good-hearted man, felt that there was no need for girls to be educated. For financial reasons, it was better for a girl to be married off as early as possible. So at the end of Standard 8, there were suitors who came home, and I refused to accept the proposal. And I enlisted the assistance of my pastor, Pastor Chris Neyman, to coerce my father into having me return to school. It wasn't a very good feeling when, at the beginning of matric, all my friends were walking past my house and going to school, and I was sitting at home waiting for the pastor to impress my dad that I needed to go to school. After finally getting back into school, Dr. Joseph produced top results in her matric year, but then faced a new challenge. There was no finances to go to university. So dad said, now that you've got your way and finished matric, you will have to go and work if you don't want to get married. I managed to get the old newspapers from a neighbor, and I would look in the classifieds for anyone who has a loan to offer. I got a reply from Ruadeport Bursary Trust, and they undertook to pay for my university fees, and at the end of my degree, I could then pay them back without interest. In 1975, she enrolled for a BA law degree and completed half her degree in the first year. So with time on her hands, she decided to do a third major, which was English. Money was hard. I never had the luxury of clothes and books and things that my friends had. My mum was a dressmaker and so she had made me about five outfits so I would uh, rotate the skirt and the tops just in case on the train the people who travelled on Monday would see me with the same outfit again. And the world is grateful that Dr. Joseph did whatever she had to do to get through her studies. Armed with a law degree she had to figure out her next move. It was the 25th of January 1979 that I decided that I needed some money to pay for my UNISA fees for an LLB degree, and I had not a cent in my pocket. I managed to get to the Department of Education offices in Stanger Street. When I got into the offices, I simply asked, I'm looking for a job, is there any job I could have? And he said that they were actually looking for a matric English teacher at West of Secondary. Over the next few years, Dr. Joseph developed a passion for teaching, which saw her move up the ladder. In the year 1994, and I was appointed head of languages at Northlands Girls High School as a first person of colour in KwaZulu-Natal in a management position. It wasn't an easy road back in the day because I walked into my first committee meeting and in a staff of 60 educators, I was the only one with a dark complexion. I was the only non English by birth, speaking to 11 English-speaking people and telling them how to teach English. But shattering stereotypes 
was not easy for Dr. Joseph. I had some challenges. Not everybody was receptive. I didn't have the right accent back in the day. I was very Indian in my accent. And so when you're talking to English-bred people, you do sound very strange. A simple thing like I would have said Maharaj, and they say Maharaj. So breaking ground for me was very difficult. It was a little bit intimidating when I was the head of department telling English people how to speak English and teach English. And one of the most surprising challenges came from an unexpected source. But I had a huge difficulty of non-acceptance by Indian parents because they were paying a huge fee to send their children to ex-model C schools and to tell their families, my child goes to a white school and we got white teachers and now you get a teacher who's coming from the township and he's teaching my child and I'm paying a huge fee for it. So I had a lot of nitpicking, which I had to work through, which for me was a huge surprise. I wasn't expecting uh, retaliation in that direction. But I thank God that all of this happened in the 90s when we didn't have social media. Dr. Joseph has also broken down many gender stereotypes. In the year 1999, when I was appointed principal at Whetstone Primary, I had to attend a ward meeting of 30 principals. I was surprised to find that I was only the second woman appointed woman principal. Over the years, changes did not happen. 20 years later, when I leave, in the Phoenix Central Circuit to which I belong, there are 30 principals, eight are women, and the rest being male. I have utmost respect for all my male colleagues, but it saddens me to no end that in 20 years, I really didn't see a huge change. 40 years later, Dr. Joseph leaves behind a legacy of love and education. Sure. At the top of my list, I will miss the children. Every day when they are dismissed, I stand at the gate and they hug me, each one. In the mornings when they come into school, I stand at the gate and receive each one. Every child in my school has been my child. Every break in my 20 years, I've stood on the podium and I've hugged every child that came to me. I will miss them. I'll miss the parents that I worked with. I'll miss my staff. Sometimes it was difficult getting them to toe the line, but sometimes they showered me with love and I will miss them. I will miss all my friends that I've made in my 40 years. But there's a new journey and there'll be more friends to make and I'm sure that will be very exciting. News break. Lotus FM powered by SABC News.